Candy. Oh, hello, Jamie. And that was the new bo- news, boys. Take us to... Take me to your leader. Take me to your leader. And here we are at podcast number 16, I wow. believe. yeah. Of the um, Jamie and Candy at the table. Jamie and Candy at the table. So uh, we're going back to Monday, and it was the 15th of the 11th. Which is one five one one two zero two one. So happy anniversary, Candy! Thank you. And uh, that was our November anniversary. <laughs> All right, it's been a brilliant weekend. I wrote. We snorkeled for the longest time and saw so much. Yeah, it was really good. It was. There's a whole world to explore under the surface of the ocean, wasn't there? There is. And uh, we headed over to Fitzroy Island and. We snorkeled with turtles and fish, mm. and my head got burnt. And <laughs> all the important things. <laughs> yeah, I didn't drink enough water, and oh, Monday I felt tired in the morning. But I started reading uh, from the book of Mark, Action Adventure. We started that last week with um, Raiders of the Lost Ark introduction, and it continues the adventure theme of Jesus on Earth. So he is preaching in the region of Galilee. And his message was this. At last, the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. Turn your lives back to God and put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. So John has been arrested. That's uh, John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And Jesus chooses disciples. That's how it starts. And um, I'm going to get, we'll go through this quickly, but I'd like to come back to the people he chose. Very interesting. Two brothers, Simon and Andrew, for a start. Walking a little further, Jesus found two other brothers sitting in a boat, along with their father mending their nets. Their names were Jacob and John, and their father Zebedee. So it's normally James and John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when you go to the Passion Translation, they like to go back to the original name of James, which is Jacob, which is where my my name comes from. Yeah, so I'm a Jacob. uh, My name, Jamie, comes from Jacob. Interesting. Mm. Mine doesn't. No, Candy comes from... (laughs) Just staring at me, that's nice, James. It It doesn't come from Jacob. It comes from the sweetest place. Oh, my sweetest thing. Okay. The sweetest thing. That you two <laughs> sing that song. Okay, so um, Zebedee, the the father Zebedee, his his name means gift, my gift, and he gifted his two sons to Jesus, and these young men were all fishermen, and I read they were most probably from wealthy families that hired workers to fish for for them, and with them, so Jesus turns them from tradesmen. Um, to another to another um, life uh, and he says come follow me and I will transform you into fishes of men instead of fish and they will persuade others and catch people for God I'll transform you into fishes of men instead of fish so were they fish first instead oh, of fish. I'll transform you into fishes of men instead <laughs> of fishes <laughs> instead of fishes for fish <laughs> <laughs> oh, some people have got a weird sense of humour. Yeah, it would have been a cool job back then, you know, being a fisherman, because it's like 
You'd always have food, wouldn't you? You'd always be. Yeah, no. Food on the table? If you liked fish. Mmm, yum. Yeah, then Je- <laughs> Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum. I remember how we called that name a different name way back there in uh, Capernaum. <laughs> we talked of Capers. And he immediately started teaching on the Sabbath day in the synagogue. So Jesus teaches from a position of knowing God. And his authority is so evident that the people are shocked. His words are like thunderbolts in the people's hearts, and his glory scares the hell out of people. I wrote that was from the Passion Translation, Candy. It said yeah. his words are like thunderbolts, and mm. I thought of that ACDC song, Thunderstruck. Anyway, the demons living in people scream out who Jesus is. Hey, leave us alone, Jesus the Victorious, they say. I know who you are. You're God's Holy One, and you've come to destroy us. Mm. So Jesus muzzles them. And casts them out of people. He tells them to be quiet. Yep. And he heals many sick. The crowd are awestruck and keep saying among themselves, What is this new teaching that comes with such authority? With merely a word he commands demons to come out and they obey him. So the reports about Jesus spread like wildfire throughout every community in Galilee. Tuesday, one six one one two oh two one. Fiona Franzoni's birthday. Yeah. All the way over there in Esperance, West Australia. It's still dry in Cairns, but the clouds lay low on the hills. I have a sinus headache. Remember that? Mm, yeah. I think I inhaled half the ocean up my nose. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're growing your moustache. <laughs> I couldn't get a good seal on my top lip. What couldn't you get? A good, a good seal. You can make the noise this no. week. <laughs> and all the water came and it went straight up my nose, and my nose was full of water the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I came up and I, and I took my mask off and I blew all the water out of my nose and, uh, and I blew half my brains out, I think. Uh, um, so I had this okay sinus pain. Then. It went right from up behind my eye into the top of my head. Oh. Yeah, you yeah, know that pain? Really, yeah. Mm. Ouch. And my nose was just running all of Monday. It was just... Mm. Yeah, I think all the water was dripping out. Okay, Jesus prays, preaches, heals, and casts out demons. He gets up early while it's still dark and he goes alone to pray. Later the disciples look for him, they find him. And Jesus says, We have to go on to the surrounding villages so that I can share my message with the people there, for that is my mission. Hmm. Jesus said that. He has a mission. He had a mission. He has a mission from God. He has a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> he didn't have that nurse come and... Uh, nurse. That... Um, none. Yeah, that nun come and beat him up with a stick, like in the Blues Brothers. So, Jesus heals so many people with compassion. He heals so many people with compassion. So, he's com- he, he looks upon people with compassion, and he yep. shows anger towards the disease but love for the people or the person. Mm-hmm. And he heals a leper and tells him to keep quiet. <laughs> he doesn't. But no sooner did the man leave than he began to proclaim his healing publicly and tell the story everywhere. So Jesus' growing fame prevented him from entering the villages openly, which forced him to remain in isolated places. Even so, so a steady stream of people flocked to him from everywhere. Do you think he couldn't he couldn't get around with one of those like a hoodie on? So people wouldn't know who he was. I don't think they had hoodies. No. Didn't have hoodies. Mm. Uh, 
So he's becoming very famous. Um, he still is. Back in, <laughs> back in Capernaum, Jesus teaches in a house, and it's full inside and out. So no one can get it in or out of the house, and there's four guys, and they've got a friend, and he's lame. So they let, they get him up onto the roof, and they la- they lower him down through the roof. That says they pulled the well, they had to pull the tiles off and hang this. Would it wouldn't have been it would have been taken a while. There would have been a bit of a noise and a ruckus. Imagine it's your house. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, does it? It would be a good story to reenact, wouldn't it? Like all the different people. They're, oh, they're pulling the tiles off. Look, oh, excellent. And someone else is going, put those tiles back on. That's my roof. And nowhere in the story do I see the guy say, please take me through the roof and get me healed. It's his mates all saying, oh, let's take you there. We'll, we'll sort this out for you. We're going to look after you. Which so, is nice, but I wonder what the guy was thinking. He's like, oh, far out. <laughs> How much trouble are we going to get into this time? <laughs> it doesn't say that he, was, he wasn't dumb. He could speak. Mm-hmm. He would have been talking the whole time when he got down there. Like, Easy, easy, like, no, a bit to the, no, no my feet, I'm going to fall, even me out, even me, uh, anyway, and they got him down there, so. Imagine if you slid off the end. <laughs> <laughs> like an egg out of a, out of a um, frying pan with that nice coating on it. Uh, Such fun. Teflon coating, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so they've lowered, <laughs> so he's, they've lowered him down through the roof, and, um. Uh, where am I? Uh, four guys lower a friend down through the roof. Jesus forgives his sins and tells him to get up and walk home. Hey, do you think his sins was allowing his friends to drop him through the roof and rip <laughs> a roof apart? <laughs> Imagine all the debris falling on all the people. The room was full. Oh, they, yeah. They couldn't get through the front door because yeah. the room was full. So there's people... There's stuff all over them, surely. And all that surely stu- it wasn't a neat and tidy situation. No, and and I'm not imagining they had pink bats back then, but imagine like all the insulation, like they're getting in people's oh, eyes. Good it wasn't now because it might have been asbestos. Asbestos, yeah. Asbestos. <laughs> a lot of other people died. would have been a healing convention. Oh, oh fantastic. Anyway, so <laughs> Jesus forgives his sins and tells him to get up and walk home. I, don't, I wonder how he got out of the house. Did he go back up through the roof or what? <laughs> he would have uh, I think they might anyway he got out of the house somehow and the re- the religious leaders they're all offended so they're obviously getting hot headed they're taking up more room as it is would have been getting very hot in that room so Jesus knows their thoughts and the people are awestruck and massive crowds follow him to be taught and healed he finds Matthew collecting taxes and asks him to join him and follow him Matthew does he invites Jesus for a meal with all his friends Ah, we've talked about this in the book of Matthew. So the religious leaders are offended again. The Pharisee means separated ones. That's what it said in the... Yeah, separated ones. So they were separated because they were clean and perfect, and the rest of the people were not. So... (laughs) Were not. (laughs) They were trying to be good without God's spirit inside them. This is the Pharisees. I wrote this. It doesn't work, but they didn't know. They tried so hard without a clue what they were missing. So they're missing the spirit of God in them. And they're just just following rules. And they can't even Mm. follow them themselves. 
You know, um, just talking about having the Spirit of God in you, I was really encouraged this morning at church when they were talking about the baptisms of those. Um, a lot of the young ones said, I, um, I want to follow the Spirit of God or I have the Holy Spirit in me and I, I want to take steps towards, you know, letting all my friends know about God and mm. and, and the Holy Spirit within me. And that really... Yeah, good yeah, testimonies, weren't really they? Really lovely. Mm. Yeah. I like the way they did it too. They wrote them down and read it out. So yeah. sometimes when you ask the people to get up there, they get stage fright. And mm. That was nice. And they talk, like sometimes I talk, lots of ums and ahs. <laughs> the question Je- they questioned Jesus, the Pharisees questioned Jesus about eating with sinners and fasting. And I'm, I'm not sure they get his answers. Uh, maybe they do. But Jesus goes on to tell them, he talks about being a doctor for sinners um, and he talks about he's the bridegroom and his disciples aren't going to fast while the bridegroom's there and then he talks about sewing new patches on old wineskins and uh, yeah I don't know if the Pharisees got those stories but it would have been interesting to know mm. they might have been just standing there just wondering like what on earth is he talking about <laughs> Uh, but we know now because you know it's down the track and and we know stuff so Wednesday came along it was 17112021 happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear Jamie Robert Toll happy birthday to you thank you very much it's my birthday and I'll cry if I want to that's why I sang that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I read I feel flat tired Oh, yeah. Oh, too much like fun. A I love reading the words of Jesus. He is the truth, and what he says happens. So the conversation at work at the moment is very negative, and for good reason. So many words I hear every day are not true, and we're, sometimes wearies me searching for the truth and hoping for the truth to win out, hoping for a promise to actually happen. And I wrote there, heart that says in Proverbs, heart deferred makes... Um, hope deferred makes the heart sick yeah always hoping and never getting never getting what's promised anyway Jesus Jesus isn't like that he always fulfills his promises Jesus disciples are starving so they pluck some heads of wheat to eat the Jewish leaders question this breaking of the law I wonder how they found out what are they just walking around just just picking on him waiting to ah yeah no wonder he gets annoyed so Jesus says to them, the Sabbath was made for the sake of people and not people for the Sabbath. Mm. For this reason, the Son of Man exercises his lordship over the Sabbath. So many rules with no love or acceptance. What a depressing life keeping religious practices without God. Jesus is the true freedom fighter. He leads us into more and more freedom, the better we get to know him. He is my hope for justice he makes a public display of false religion look at the pretty clouds oh they're wispy yeah you see there's a pink one in the middle mm, the colors are coming through yeah it's nice mm, that's like almost orange that one <laughs> it is nearly orange that pink one <laughs> jesus, jesus says to a man with a paralyzed hand stand here in the middle of the room then he turned to all those gathered there and said, so all the Pharisees around, so he's, he's, he's um, this isn't a secret. He says, 
Is it against the law to do evil on the Sabbath or to do good, to destroy a life or to save one? But no one answered him a word. Very, very tense. Jesus heals the guy. His hand's not withered anymore. Vast crowds from Jerusalem Adim I don't know how to spell that. Adumia beyond the Jordan and from Lebanon. Large numbers of people swarmed him from everywhere when they heard of him and his wonderful works. I wrote, nothing has changed. People of the world today are still swarming to meet the God of wonderful works. No one wants a dead religion, but the living God is irresistible. It's so refreshing to meet with Jesus Christ every day, to talk with the God who does what he says he will. He never lies. He is faithful to every promise that he speaks. Jesus Christ is always active and working out a good plan for us to follow him in destroying the works of the devil and bringing goodness into our lives and the lives of others. What do you think? I've lost a little bit of train of thought, so continue (laughs) on a bit, okay? (laughs) So Jesus gets into a boat. Yes. It's a preach because the people are pushing him off the land. They're all pushing forward to get healed. Yeah. Um, For he healed so many that the set kept pushing him just forward just so they could touch Jesus. And it says, Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to himself the men he wanted to be his close companions. So they went up with him. He appointed the twelve, whom he named apostles. He wanted them to be continually at his side as his friends, and so that he could send them out to preach and have authority to heal the sick and to cast out demons. Wow. Imagine that. Just one day you're fishing or tax collecting, and the next day you're, you're in beside Jesus working for him. I guess in a way we are, just verbalising that, I guess in a way we are always, when we accept Christ into our lives, we are always doing that as well. We go from being whatever we were doing, continue to do that, but also now we're like working for him as well. And with him and, and close to him in his inner circle. Yeah. And we need to remember it somehow. I know. I think like the Christian life is part of it's always that forgetting and then remembering, forgetting and remembering kind yeah. of thing. Because if we could stay in the state of remembering, that would make a huge difference. Wouldn't it? And I think that's the, we need to unlock that secret. How do you do it? How do you stay close to Jesus? How special it is to be chosen by Jesus. Of the thousands of people dying to touch him, he chooses 12 to be his close companions to give his life message to. He gives his message to these 12. Mm. What if the greatest desire a human can be given is to long to be in the company of Jesus, to speak his words, heal the sick and cast out demons? I'm remembering in Psalm 4 when King David confirms he is God's chosen and he said, You can be sure of this. The Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. That's Psalm 4 verse 3. Mm. So pretty much what you just said, Candy, I I wrote down. So this leads me to the question. (laughs) 
Am I living a life where I am continually at his side as his friend, so that he can send me out to preach and have authority to heal the sick and to cast out demons? How would this intentional life focus make me adjust my life? And I've found deep wisdom in a quote from one of Graham Cook's challenges this week. Yeah. And he said, Freedom is so much more than escaping the past. It's always, it's always about redesigning your life and therefore redefining your future in the here and now. I really like that. Can you read that again? Freedom is so much more than escaping the past. It's always about redesigning your life and therefore redefining your future in the here and now. And if I am placed fully in the presence of God, as he intends, what language will I speak to the people around me? And what prayers would I be crafting in the here and now? Hmm, interesting. And I was thinking about my work, and I've chosen a new job where I can have more contact with the young people I work with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping that this builds a stronger relationship and I can be like the Pied Piper like I spoke about last week that yeah. God can work through me more and, and um, yeah, support young people. Yeah. Thursday, 18112021. My spirit sings praise as my soul wakes up to the fact that I am alive in Christ and he lives in me. As Jesus said to his disciples, your humanity is weak, but your spirit is willing. So I get up in the morning and it seems that my soul says to me, do you really have to do this again? I'm tired. Can't we just <laughs> go back to sleep? Why must I do this every day? I need a rest. Mm. And then I say to my soul, I choose, you, I choose for my soul to submit to the living God to the spirit of God and to praise and for his to praise him and for him to flow in and through me and I was humbled by all the birthday wishes yesterday and thankful for all the messages Candy nice yeah, yeah it was very yeah. good Candy arrives and pushes the predictive text words oh no happy birthday Jamie it's your birthday and I love you Jesus Christ Jesus Christ Christ Jesus Christ Church Christ Christ <laughs> it goes on so, we had some typing on the iPad. They've got predictive test text coming up. So I had a go this morning, and I said I just added this one. So, so the words that are typed most often appear in the predictive text on the but, keyboard. Yes, I wrote yeah. that one. And then, whatever works for you guys to get together for dinner and then go to the Earth for church and rest and grace can come over to my place. Oh, yes. That sounds fantastic. Like that? Yes. I just made can, that up from putting, can, pushing words. <laughs> that's fantastic. I would love everyone to come for dinner with rest and grace at our place after going to Earth for church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. So that was Friday. Very um, insightful. <laughs> and Friday turned up as 19112021. My finger has swollen up again. Why? Oh, <laughs> that middle finger there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it got really big and fat. Yeah. And I, it's not this one, which I cut years ago and swells up. So, I don't know. Change sides. <laughs> ah, five o'clock in the morning, cooking Larry's food already. They are f <laughs> there are flying critters in the air outside, in the tree, like mini drones all around. 
And then, <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like tiny, tiny little drones, aren't they? Little yellow drones. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, and yeah. And there was so they're many. Like half a centimetre big. I was out Not there, even. Yeah, I was just watching them all. And then the big one came through. You know, they're great uh, big orange ones. And they, that's like the mummy one. <laughs> yeah, they sound like a hammer. And then the big one came along, so I went inside. <laughs> Larry doesn't care. He just runs around looking for them. Jesus has left a bunch of Pharisees accusing his mob of breaking their laws. He goes again into the synagogue and it's about to happen again. I'm imagining this is imagine, I'm imagining this is a standoff like the scenes in those old western movies. You know, Candy, where they got the guns. <laughs> so it's the Pharisees and Jesus. So and the Pharisees know he has no care for their rules and he has arrived to, to bring an, in a new order. Jesus has arrived, but they didn't know that. Jesus doesn't back down, but confronts them with his goodness and openly displays the grace that kills their religion. Then looking around at everyone, Jesus was moved with indignation and grieved by the hardness of their hearts. And he said to the man, Now stretch out your hand. And as he stretched out his hand, it was instantly healed. After this happened, the Pharisees left abruptly and began to plot together with the friends and supporters of Herod Antipas on how they would kill Jesus. That's pretty offended, isn't it? Yeah. That shows you what offence does, isn't it? Mm. Killing. I was thinking about offence this week and just think, you know, all the political correctness and stuff. And I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but I think think it's time to take a step back and go, let's stop being offended by everything that happens and is done. Mm. Because I think that brings a lot of division into the world and and that's not helpful yeah and we're always getting judged by everything we say instead of maybe saying maybe being able to say oh well i said that wrong forgive me please and what i really meant was this jesus loves without fear he knows this is his mission to destroy the works of the enemy and the pharisees are trapped in these works Jesus is training his disciples. He sets these young lads up for the purpose of preaching his kingdom story to the world. This is an intentional act. Jesus is working his plan. His mission is not to end when he leaves, although it does when he is crucified. But God's resurrection plan is to choose and equip people with new life and desire to spread the good news of the gospel. Jesus raises up twelve and then 70 to go out and practice the Great Commission. He doesn't care for their inadequacies. Their learning begins by having a go and using what he has given them. Mm. I think this is like the story of the talents. The more you use, the more you are given. And I thought, Candy, this is a good indicator. It's a good indicator of a spiritual leader. Okay. And do they leave a legacy of people inspired to follow their lead, released and sent forth with passion to proclaim the message that has been infused by their relationship? Or do they centre their ministry around themselves to a dead end when they die? No! Stop it! No! He's digging a hole. Larry dug a hole. (laughs) Well done, Larry. (laughs) Take his ball off him. He wants to bury him. Yeah. Dug a hole. He's as happy as you like. 
And I, uh, what I said there was about... Yeah, sorry. Um, a real spiritual leader gives out and, and has others follow them and what mm-hmm. they're doing and they work with them at the time and they, they and, and I said Mick and Michelle Sanders have uh-huh. shown me what it's true while you were talking about that I was thinking yeah. of them yeah. they're true spiritual leaders because yeah. they just come on let's do this let's yeah. do it let's and do not, it and not afraid not afraid of, of us you know or anyone people, just, yeah just come on we can on, do this have, do a this. Yeah. Have, have a go have a go have a go yeah and and mm. and the opposite was someone who is um, building their own ministry you know and and it dies with them mm. those ministries so yeah so candy that's pretty much our um what do we call these devotions that's <laughs> our devotion for the week devotions okay of then. birthday week for jamie and moving into your birthday week very soon so oh, it's going to be a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me